0: It's always up to Hashem. <laughs> I don't think there'll be as many secrets talked about tonight, so, not be um, um, <laughs> So, first of all, always a big Yashukaiach for... I, I, you know, while we were dancing, I, I coined a new nickname for him. I'm not saying it has to stick. It's just like a shtubal joke. Probably the human... The human uh, what I? I just forgot it. Uh, the, no. <laughs> play, <laughs> the human playlist. <laughs> oh. Human playlist. Uh, really a big Yashukaiach to you and the Revitzen for uh, opening the home for all of us to come to the break together. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> from there, we're, <clears throat> we're She'll bezer- <laughs> Sh- be able to... Uh, so if a bring like this, always position. so Chaim. So like this, you know, I, I, I had a cheshek to, to share something with uh, with you guys now. I got an interesting uh, an interesting back and forth a text conversation with an old friend of mine. I haven't heard from him in a long time, but uh, he reached out and he asked me the following question. He said, like, at the end of the day, he says basically, like, all these years, like, he doesn't understand, like, I don't, this is what the person is, like, I don't understand what Khanak is, exactly. So, yeah, so they got rid of the Yivanim, there's a shtikel that happened by by the Menorah. But, well, my, so, we know that the Malchus of Hashem, The whole second base of Mi'lash was really just a breather, eventually the second base of Mi'lash destroyed back into Gaul, it's like, what exactly was uh, accomplished already with Hanukkah? So, you know, I go back and forth, and, you know, whatever I'm trying to say is not, uh, not satisfying him, you know, and then eventually, what I, my response was listen, I love you but at the end of the day, the only way to really appreciate Hanukkah is with Premier Atar without Primus satire, then you're right, at the end of the Hanukkah is just like a break between Golas and Golas, and what was really accomplished Malchus Beish right falls apart so what exactly, you know it, it's only through premier Atar, now that's not a khirish for any of you, but for him, like, you know, the the, the, the final response was like, oh, like, you know Wow, like a, that's a different way to think of things. So let me share with you an idea that I think will explain again premious, where it'll become clear. I think that the that the the, the, the that the Chashmonai waged against the Yevonim is ma'amish, It's an ongoing muhama, and befrat, before Mashiach comes, it's ikkar muhama that we have to fight. But like all good things, you have to you have to start with the Rambam. So the Rambam's like this. The end of uh, the end of uh, the last parak of Hilch Shmita. So, the Raman over there, the last parak of Hilch Shemitah, is talking about a special halacha that a special halacha that the um, when Eretz Yisrael was divided up, so it's divided amongst all the shvatim except for Sheva Levi, that Sheva Levi doesn't have a chilek in Eretz and the ramam over there, it's a chiddush in the Rambam, but the ramam mechadish over there that it's actually a loisa There's a loisa of loyin chalu that the are not allowed to have a portion in Eretz They're not allowed to. Uh, engage with Eretz Yisrael in that way of a nachla, kilu, that they're inheriting a piece of property, the end of nachla is removed from Sheva Levi. Now the Rambam, at the end of Hilcha Shemitah V'yoyvel says the following thing, <speaking in Hebrew> So Why is it taka? It's interesting that the Rambam is now talking about the, mitzv- the reasons for mitzvahs. It's usually not what he does in, in Seva Mishnah Torah, unless it's Negei L'Aloche, as we'll see in a second. Says the Rambam, why is it taka That the Rambam said, Lavim shouldn't have a chelik in Eretz Yisrael. So says the Rambam. They should huvdu l'aveidus Hashem because they were separated. Some of them they were just kept away from Eretz Yisrael. They're they're separated f- for and they're designated for a specific purpose, which is to serve Hashem. Ula sharsoi, ula hoyres darach of hayisharim u'mishpat of ha'tzedikim l'rabim. They have been set aside to serve the Rabbanu Shalom. Obviously, in the context of Beis Hamikdash, and also bechal to teach Torah, shenem riyori mishpatechul Yaakov and so on therefore, That's why Sheva Levi Bechlal are removed from the Inyanim of this world, including, including having a chilek in the land. The Rambam now gives a couple of other examples of things that Sheva Levi are separated from. Part of this bigger story of them being uh, designated for the Hashem. Says the Rambam, therefore, they have been separated from the ways of the world. Loy They don't, they're, they're, they're not they don't engage in warfare like the rest of the Shvatim they don't inherit the land they don't take any of the spoils from war all these things are separated from because that's not their Indian they, they've been separated to serve Hashem teaching Torah that's their Indian so in the same breath the Rambam throws in again in the same breath that he's saying that they're not allowed to inherit the land which the Rambam says is law, says, say, and they're not allowed to take Spoils from war, which the Ram also holds as a lawyer says, says the Ramam, <laughs> so they also don't go into battle, they don't fight wars, they don't engage in war for like the rest of the Shvatim. So, this is Chodesh. the Ramam is writing at the end of the Shvatim, the Levi, Kahanim, and Sheva Levi do not go to war, they don't go to war, they're not uh, whenever there's a, a draft in the Jewish army. It's not for Sheva Levi. Levi is not uh, brought into warfare. That's the Khish the Rambam. The Rambam not making this up. There's before. The You'll see there's different Mamur Khazal that seems to indicate this. But this is the Rambam. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a problem. The problem is, is that in Hilchas Molochem, when the Rambam talks about the halachas of warfare, first of all, it's interesting that the Rambam doesn't mention this prat in all of Hilchas in all the halachas of molchama, he doesn't mention this part, by the way, that Sheva Levi doesn't go to war. He throws it in that once he's talking about them not having a portion of the land, so he also says that they don't go to war. But in Hilchus Malachim he doesn't say it. Not only does he not say it in Hilchus molachim, just straight, that you don't, uh, you know, that Sheva Levi is not drafted in the army, if anything, the Rambam in Hilchas Molachim seems to indicate that it's very possible for Kahanim and Leviim to be in the Molchama. The Rambam in a couple of places talks about, you know, in the Halachas of Lumashal, you know, the Halachas that the Kayin Meshulch would give a whole drasha before the war, right? And we know the pasuk talks about that they would make an announcement. Anyone that's in shon Rishayna, go home. Anyone that just bought a home, that's still in shon Rishayna, go home. These types of things. So the Rambam, for example, just one example. The Rambam says that... That the only heter that a person in Shana Rishaina would be allowed to uh, leave the army is if it's a marriage that's beheter. But if, let's say, a person is married to someone and it's an Isra Lav for that person to be, to, they're not supposed to be married, kigain. Kayin to a Grusha or a Kayin godl to an almana and things like that, then they're not, they're not exempt by that proclamation. What are you talking about? A Kayin to a Grusha? I, that is an example. Of a lot, but that's not an appropriate example to what you're talking about. A kain would not be in the in the war anyway. So the fact that Raman gives that as an example that a kain, that uh, a marriage like a kain to a grusha would not be exempt from that proclamation sounds like it would be possible for there to be a kain in war. How's it, uh, the Ramma says Mafresh over here that there's no such thing as a kain going to war. So there's different uh, the Achranim uh, deal with this as a, this is a there's different uh, different possibilities. I mean some Achranim uh, give the suggestion that maybe when the Raman says that they don't go to war, in Hilchus Shmita V'yoyvel, it means that they don't have to go to war, but maybe they're allowed to if they want to. A little bit difficult, because again, in the context, in the same line, he's saying they don't inherit the land, and they don't take spoils from war, which is not just a voluntary thing, they're not allowed to. And in the same sentence, he says, they don't go to war like the rest of the Jewish people. So that sounds like it doesn't mean that the, that sentence, which is, this, again, the same context as not inheriting the land, it's not a voluntary thing. not that like you don't have to. They're not allowed to. Okay. Another suggestion that's made is maybe there's a difference between the collective shavit, that you don't, you know, that the, that the collective shavit is not drafted in the army. Like if there's a certain quota of soldiers from each shavit, we don't do that to shavit levy. Maybe an individual levy or an individual kind will be allowed to. Also difficult, again, if this is something that's, that's coming from the fact that, that Levi is designated for Ravadus Hashem, that's true for the Shevet, and it's true for the individual Kahanim and Levim as well. So it's difficult to say that's the Yetzin. But there is, there, is, there, is a, there is an approach like this. You know, in, um, in Klai's or in Chumash, there's uh the first door we had, obviously, was with Amalek, right? That's the famous one. And then there was other Melchumas we had that in the context of conquering Eretz Yisrael, uh, but there was another melchama that we had with Meishu Rabbeinu towards the end of Meishu's life. It was in fact the last shlichus of Meishu Rabbeinu, which was the war against Midian. The war against Midian. Over there it says in Pasuk that Hashem says to Meishu Rabbeinu, the koimist nikmas Hashem Midian, take vengeance against Midian, what happened with the daughters of Potef, uh, the daughters of Midian and so on. The whole Meishu with Kosbi uh, and Zimri, the whole after, after the Meishu of Balak and Bilaam. So we had a big problem with Midyan. So Hashem says, take vengeance against many, go to war. And over there, even forget, forget uh, even before you get into Chazal, the simple psukim, like Pinchas was a major person in the battle. He was like a general. He was uh, leading the charge. Pinchas is a kain. He was given kahuna as a result of the homaisa, the homaisa of killing Kosby and Zimri and so on. So, and Chazal make a point of this. B- B'davka, Chazal say in the Medjash, Rabbi Kiva said, that amongst the soldiers that were, that were uh, gathered together to fight the war of Midian, it was specifically a significant number from Shevet Levi. <clears throat> so the first are asking that question. The Rambam said, you're not supposed to, the Levim don't go to war. So evidently, evidently, although it's true that the Levim don't go to war, there is a type of Molchama similar to Mulchemis Midian, that not only are Levi'im allowed to go to war. If anything, you see, if their they're mamish. That's their achrayas. It's their responsibility to go to war to this type of molcham. So whatever now we have, whatever type of molchama molchemis midyon is, so that can very well be what the Ramam is 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 referencing in Hilchas Molachim, where he talks about a, th- a theoretical scenario where a Kayan is in battle, where the Ram has to say right that if. If he's married to someone that he's not allowed to be married to, then he's not exempt from that war. Again, indicating that there's a mitzvah of Muhammad that a koin is involved in. So what type of is that? The answer is, theoretically, a mulchamas Midian mulchama. Whenever you're dealing with a mulchamas midyan mulchama, then it's clear from the psukim that a koin goes to that. That's why the Rambam doesn't even have to spell it out. I've mentioned this many times that the Rambam in his introduction writes that when you learn Mishnah Torah, he's assuming that at least you know Tanakh. He's not going to take it for granted that you know anything else, but Tanakh, you know, and just Tanakh, you'll know that Melchemes Midyan, Kahanim, and Leviim are involved in. So that's the Daber Poshet. So, so, so this type of Muhammad, which is called Melchemes Midyan, Kahanim would be a pardon. So this is the Chiddush that we find in the Rambam that that you know usually we have in Halacha different categories of war. You have Melchemes Rishus, you have Melchemes Mitzvah, conquering Eretz fighting against a Molek, defensive battles. Those are the classic type of Melchizedek that we're familiar with in Hilchas Mulachim. And those types of Melchizedek, says the Rambam, Sheva Levi is not involved in. But there is a new category of Muhammad that we're saying right now, which is called Melchizedek Midian. And this type of war that's called Melchizedek Midian, not only is Archaonim and Levim involved in, like the rest of Klai, so to a certain degree, they're the ones that take charge in it. Just like it was with that war of Midian that Pinchas was really leading the charge. By killing cousin Zimri, now it's really the first. The first, uh, the first act of war against Midian was killing the princess of Midian. That was something that, that Dafka Pinchas did. And Chazal saying the medjush, like I said, that the Levian were definitely uh, involved in the war in a great, uh, to a certain uh, great degree. And Pinchas was the general of the army. And so this Mochamis Midian, Khanim are involved in. So, what does it mean of Midian? So, there is another area, there's another war in Jewish history. That we also find, kahanim were involved in, not just involved; they were they're pretty much the only ones involved in. And the Rambam mentions it and brings out that point, And that is what it's That's the only of Chanukah. The Rambam beginning of Hilchas <coughs> makes a point that the ending of of of, of the mulchama against the ivanim was specifically by kahanim. And it's an interesting thing that doesn't. Oh, the Rambam says again the lush lashon. The Rambam is that we were having Tzoris from the Yuvonim, and what happened? That the family of Chashminoyim, the, the Kahanim, were victorious over the Yuvonim, and they were able to establish a Malchus of Kahanim through their conquest, through their victory over the Yavonim. Why is the bringing this up? Why is it important to know what, everything in the Raman is halacha, what halacha is the Raman trying to tell us by, by, by pointing this out, that the mulchama against the Ivanim was waged by Kahanim and they established the Malchus of Kuna because of this war? What halacha is that? The answer is what the Raman is trying to hint to us is this idea, is that the mulchama against the Ivanim was a Midian Dikka mulchama, and when it's a Midian Dikka mulchama, but not only are Leviyim not held back from that war, it's the Iker Achrayis, is on Sheva Levi, to take care of it. So the Chashmanoyim were doing their din, they were doing their Chiv, of what? Of fighting against the Yivanim, because that's exactly what, was, uh, what the war was. This was a different type of war. This is a Melchemist Midian Ticca battle. And a Melchemist Midian Ticca war is specifically on Sheva Levi, Bifrat. So, okay, fine. So, so what is the definition of Melchemist Midian? You now it's interesting. When you see some Ahreinu, when they talk about the Indian of Melchemist Midyan, they focus, you know, the Pasuk says, take vengeance, take revenge, take, take God's revenge against the Midyanim. So a number of Ahreinu, when they talk about this Indian of Melchemist Midyan, they define it as a war of taking revenge. And maybe that would make sense when you just isolate the war of Midyan. But if what we're saying right now, which is that the war of the Yuvanim, the Chashrun against the Yuvanim, was a (laughs) Melchemes Midyan Dekedin, that therefore it's something that Leviim have to do, well, the war against Yuvan was nothing to do with taking revenge. So what exactly is the Nakuda? What defines something as, what is Melchemes Midyan? What defines it it as Melchemes Midyan? And in what way was the story of Hanukkah Melchemes Midyan? (coughs) <coughs> okay, so it's like this, if you, if you look a little bit more closely in the language of the Rambam, you follow this, we're good? Okay, so if you look a little bit more closely in the language of the Rambam, in Hilcha Shemitah <coughs> something interesting comes out. The Rambam says like this, again, first he says that Leviim were taken, they're, they're separated from, they don't have portions in the land, because they were designated, you know, to serve Hashem. And he says, again, they don't do, they don't, they don't engage in warfare like the rest of Kalah Yisrael, like, like I mentioned before. Then he has the next line. Like, so, that should be enough. Like, that should be enough. What I read to you before, that they were separated from the land, from the dark Eulam, and they're focused on, over Hashem, on teaching and serving Hashem on the, of the Mikdash, they don't go to war, they don't inherit the land, they don't take spoils, that's enough. <coughs> the Raman doesn't feel that that's enough. Says the Raman, one extra line. Ela heim chel Hashem. Rather, so what are they then? What are they? says the Rambam, Hashem, they are the armies of Hashem. The soldiers of Hashem. Shenemar baruch Hashem That the army the, the soldiers of Hashem should be blessed. What are the soldiers of Hashem? says the that That's Shaivilai. <coughs> the Hu baruchu, and the since they're his soldiers, the Hashem has to take responsibility for them. Shenemar, ani chalkecha says Hashem, I am your portion, I'm your Nachla. So what the Ram is telling us is a subtle thing. What the Ram is telling us is, is that Sheva Levi are not just separated from the things of this world. They, are desi- they have a definition. And their definition is they're also involved in army. They are. But what army are they involved in? Any war that is a war that the Rabbani Shalom has to fight, so he sends his soldiers. And the soldiers of the Rabbani Shalom are Sheva Levi. In other words, there's two different types of mulchams. <laughs> There are wars that the (coughs) official fighters, the official uh, two sides are, whatever the nation is, Amole, Kenai, whatever it is, against Knesset Yisroel. When it's a war against, fill in the blank, versus (coughs) Knesset Yisroel, Shev is not involved with that. But then there's a different type of mulchama. There's a mulchama which is, fill in the blank, whatever the nation is, against Kujabrihu when it's a war against the Rabbana Shalom, and the Rabbana Shalom is the one fighting that, the the Rabbana Shalom is, quote-unquote, under attack, and the Rabbana Shalom is therefore the one that has to fight, so he sends his particular army. His army are the Sheva Levi. When the Pasik says that Hashem said to Moshe about Midian, the Kaim Nikmas Hashem B'Midian, to define that Muhammad, some are trying to focus on the word "nakama," But to me, that's not, the focus, that's not the focus. The focus should not be on the word "nakama, The focus is Nikmas Hashem. Of course, it was an act of vengeance. But the point is, is that it, the, 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 the Molchama was Hashem's Molchama. And because it's Hashem's Molchama, then the specific army that fights that is the Chayel Hashem. <clears throat> now let's, let's understand a little bit more. So what does it mean exactly when Hashem is under attack? So like, you know, listen, uh, it's one thing by like the Migdal bubble or something, you know. So they build a big tower and they climb up with, uh, you know, signs that say, you know, the slogans, you know, they, you know, go home to Hashem or whatever it is. Okay, I guess that's an attack on Hashem, whatever. But like, what does it mean down here on planet Earth? Lamaisa it's Yidin being attacked. It's always Yidin being attacked. That's what a L'malchama means, Lamaisa. So how do we define a L'malchama when it's... When it's a war against Knesset Yisrael versus a war against Hashem, and al Maisa, whether the Levi'im are going to be the ones involved in that battle primarily or the other shvatim. <clears throat> okay, so to explain that, we have to learn the next halacha in the Rambam. <clears throat> the final halacha in Hilchas Shemitah V'yayval, This is like famous halacha that every mashgiach, you know, everyone knows about this. But sometimes it's like everything else. Some some halakha, some things that we know that we've heard. A million, a million times, it's been like jammed down your throat. So it's like you don't, you don't allow yourself to really think about the word and, and things like that. Listen to the words of the Rambam. The the opening few few words, like the right? But okay, but there's actually words after that. <laughs> Says the Rambam like this: Not only this category of chel not only is it true for levim. But it's not just for Sheva Levi. Any person from the whole world, it sounds like even not, not necessarily hidden, but any person from the whole world, whose spirit motivates him, and his intellect compels him, to be separated and to serve Hashem, to know Hashem and to focus on His service. So far, in other words, a person wants to live the life of Sheva Levi. But then the Rambam adds in a couple lines. And it's unnecessary. Like, I, I get the point. Again, you already described what Sheva Levi was in the previous halach, which is separated from this world, focused on the Vedas Hashem. That's what it means to be in Hashem's army. So now what you're saying is that it's not just biologically Sheva Levi. Anyone that is inspired to live that lifestyle could also become a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, a member of Sheva Levi, so to speak. That's all you have to say, again. But the Rambam is not satisfied. He adds in the next line. Vahalach <clears throat> Yosher. <laughs> and this person that wants to be an honorary member of Shavilevi has decided to walk a straight path. <speaking> like how the Rabbanisham first created Adam and Chava. He's he's playing with the Pasuk. Adam <speaking> <speaking> And this person has decided to remove himself and to you know to remove from his shoulders the all all Khajbainis Rabim, the all the the, the nyanim that people are preyed by asher Bikshu bin Adam. So again he's playing with that possible yashir, vehemshajbain is Rab. So he's playing with that. That to be an honorary member of Shaiva Levi, and the definition of Shaiva Levi is not just dedicated to Hashem, but a person that's in this category of Al Kim Asas Adam Yasha. Most of us are in Bahimah Bikshu Khajba's Rabim. And shevet levi is in the bechina of elokim asazad Yosher. So any individual person that chooses to be an uh, elokim asazad Yosher, and to remove himself from big shulchah ben is rabim. That's an anonymous shevet levi. What does this mean? So here's the Nakuda. And this is something I couldn't say in the text, but I could I could say it to you. The the bechina of what it means to be a shevet levi. And therefore, what it means when to be in the Hashem's army, and therefore, what it means to identify when Hashem is being when there's an assault against that world, is to, is to be in a place of pniyus. There's a there's a space of chitzonius. There's an there's a there's a, a place that we operate in that's called chitzonius. That's a place that's called Chashbayinus Rabin. And then there's a different space that's called Pneumius. Again, when I say Pneumius over here, I don't mean necessarily learning Pneumius attire. I'm talking about there's a certain headspace, there's a certain existence that a person enters into, which is just a different, a, a different environment, a different, a different realm that's called inwardness. <coughs> inwardness. A Bechin of Ganeidah that pasuk, that's a pasach that's describing the difference between Adam and in in Gan Eden versus Adam and Chava out of Gan Eden Gan Eden versus non-Gan Eden is not just like okay it's a nice place where there's like good trees like there's one bad tree but mostly good trees and beautiful zach and everything's and then it's a different place altogether it's a place of panemius, it's a place of inwardness it's a place where everything is ultimately Echad. That place of premius is a mindset that when you're in that place of Pneumius, whatever it is that you're seeing, all you're seeing is one thing. It's just you and the Rabbani That's what it is. And then there's that's what Ganeiden is. But in Ganeiden, in Ganeiden, everything was just one. See, the first experience that Adam and Chaveh have when already after the Eid from the Eitzadas, the And they're already Their Meichen is in the Rabim, Then all of a sudden what happens is Is that they hear Hashem's voice Passing through the Ghan and they, and they become all afraid And Hashem says, "What were you afraid? He says, we heard your voice coming They had Nebuchadnezzar before Hashem spoke to them before So what exactly was so different Once the ate from the Eitzadas That they heard Hashem's voice and now they're running away The answer is, before the Eitzadas, All there was was Hashem's voice Hashem was the most comfortable voice that they ever heard. That's the only voice they ever heard. That was that, That's all there was. Hashem was their best friend. Hashem was mama who they were. That was, Hashem was their universe. All there was was Hashem Echad. Hashem Echad wasn't a proclamation. It wasn't a something that you subscribe to. That was reality. But then there is after the Eitzadas, There is the Cheshbones Rab Eitzedas Toiverah, and the Eitzedas Toiverah. The there's a lot of other things, and then then there's the voice of Hashem that's dis- that's that somehow. Uh, you know, something that's disrupting or the, something that's different, that there's contrast to. It's noticeable. Keilu, it's a chiddish. To be a member of a Chel means, just like a soldier is is completely focused on one thing and one thing only, which is the mission. Chel Hashem means a Jew that's living in that space of penis. <clears throat> when we talk about the Mulchama, that's considered to be a war against Kutchevrihu, against the Rabbanu it doesn't just mean a war that's uh, religious in nature. It means any time that there is a war against the Jewish people being able to have that meichen of primias, that's a mulchamah against Kutchevrihu, and that's primarily the Chel Hashem to fight. There's there's that we've had against Jewish bodies. There's molchamus that we have against uh, you know against uh, our ability to have Eretz Yisrael. And there's even molchamus that we have against against our ability to keep our mitzvahs. But all of that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a molchamus Hashem. A molchamus Hashem is when the enemy is trying to take away the Jewish person's ability to have a ganedim. That's what it means to mulch- a molchamus midyah, when the enemy is trying to enter into that s- private space of whatever Gan Eden means for the Yid and to enter into that space and to take it over and to remove from the person that Elikim <sighs> Asa that sense of holistic purity that vision of just of, ser- of serenity Whenever the person is being, when, whenever there's a threat to that inner serenity, which is called, that place of of ha-lev, primius nefesh that's what it means, a Muhammad against Hashem. And, and Sheva Levi's primarily, their job is to fight a war against that assault. In this context, let's look back to the, to the war against, the, you know, with Yavin. We always think that the mulcham of Yavan was just, they, they were trying to, you know, to get rid of Tyran and Mitzvahs. But it, it's more than that. They weren't just trying to get rid of Tyran and Mitzvahs. They were trying to get rid of this, I, this the, 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 it's hard to find the words, the, the, as from a hidden, we live in a completely different universe than the Goyim. It's not that we live in the same space as them, just we have different activities. It's not a shot that we live in the same world as them. It just happens to be we have shachars michtamayiv. A from a yid, everyone has felt this, right? Anyone that's that's tra- that's done every tra- any traveling always knows that if let's say you go somewhere mama shihopts right, and there's no from a yid, where there's no Jew especially a from a yid, you feel there's like a certain level of like discomfort. And then the first time you see like a from Jew at the airport, it's like oh, and you look at each other and it's like what is that? It's not because, because the pshat what's, 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 what becomes clarified at that moment is is that the difference between you and the guy is not just in your activities. It, 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 those activities that we have, which comprise Yiddishkeit, create an entirely different space that we exist in, and that space that we exist in is a space that's completely that's completely uh, serene and emptied out of any Gaisha hand. And it's a, and it's a space that's completely fixated and revolving around the rabbanis shleim. Like our schedules and everything we do is revolving around the rabbanis shleim. Much it's not just we don't have just different schedules than a guy. It's a whole different uh, relative to the guy. We're living in a Ghanadin. The Muhammad What the what did what did Yavin want to do? Yovan didn't just want to stop Yidin from keeping Torah Mitzvahs. What Yovan wanted to do was to take away from us the very idea of there being a a Gan Eden that a Jew is able to go to. That Gan Eden that a Jew can go to could be a Gan Eden that's created through Torah Mitzvahs. But even on a very very, uh, human level, a Jew having their own space and being able to have a place of serenity to to escape to that's also the of Ganaden and an assault on that is also considered to be an assault against Hashem. Let me share with you the lashon that the Rambam writes in the beginning of Choshchanot. It's it's a famous language. We've heard this before, but in this context, <coughs> try to appreciate the word. It says the Rambam: By the second base of goes through al The Yavanim levy decrees against the Jewish people. and they tried at least to undermine and to uproot. Our and then the Rambam goes on to say, mitzvahs. They, they forbade us, they didn't allow us to keep Torah mitzvahs. Once the Rambam is about, once he is about to explain that, we, that they stopped us from keeping Torah mitzvahs, why does the Rambam have to introduce that by saying that they're trying to undermine our religion? Obviously, if they're not letting us keep Torah mitzvahs, what's our religion? Our religion is Torah mitzvahs. Why does the Rambam have to introduce... This thing, that by the way, the Yovanim tried to undermine, our, to stop us from keeping our mitzvahs, he introduces that with a sentence, that they're trying to take away our religion. What's being added by that? The answer is, is that this is what the Ram is trying to say, it's not just that we now can't keep this mitzvah, or that mitzvah, or that mitzvah. If it's just an attack on individual mitzvahs, then that's a war against Knesset Yisrael. That's a war against Knesset Yisrael. And their responsibility to fight against that, is Kali Yisrael's responsibility. But the answer is: This wasn't an attack on individual mitzvahs, even six hundred thirteen individual mitzvahs. This was an effort on the on the behalf of Yavan to undermine the space, the unique cocoon that the Jewish people exist in through Torah mitzvahs. That's called dasam. That's called our das. Our doesn't mean our religion. It means the, the, that, ab- that that the feeling of of holy isolation that the Jewish people have through Tarimitzas, that's what Yavin was trying to undermine. And the Raman continues, S- that ultimately, whenever there's an assault against the existence of Ganeiden, that's an assault against the Rabbani What does it mean, Ganeiden? So there could be a Ganeiden that's religious in nature, and that's what Yavin was trying to do, primarily to undermine the private space that Termits creates, that's called Bitlu Dasam, But then the Rambam goes on to say that even by extension, the Yavanim also tried to undermine any sense of private space that even the Jewish people occupy on a human level. Says the Rambam, That the Yavanim then extended their hands and invaded our territory. Financially, and in our daughters. What is the Rambam talking about? That they extended their hands in in our wallets and in our family life. But what's the Rambam adding with this? What the Rambam is, again, is, is bringing out this added chiddush, which is that whenever there is an assault on Ganeiden, that's an assault against the Rabbani Shluelam, and the ones that are the Khil Hashem, the armies of Hashem, that are the ones that have been designated to be living in a dikka the reality, they're the ones that are responsible to protect Ganeiden. What does it mean, Ganeiden? So says the Rambam, Ganeiden can be a religious experience, through Torah mitzvahs, but even on a human Ganadin, which is to have your own space, pashat financially, your home, that's also Bechin of ganeid. And that's not even a, we're not even talking about religiously, but just the very fact that you call, that you open the door and you close the door, and you're home, that's a Bechin of ganeidin. And the the assault of Yavon was to try to undermine all Ganadins, religious Ganadins, by taking away Torah mitzvahs. Not just to, again, but not, not just not to have tzitzes But that we shouldn't have tzitzes because through tzitzes we experience. we're in a different space than the rest of the world and we're in a Ganadin space because of tzitzis. What the Yavanim don't want is us to have a Ganadin. There's a religious Ganadin that they're trying to that they're trying to undermine, but there's also the human Ganadin that they're trying to undermine by having this idea that when you walk into your home you don't feel that you're just now by yourself. Yovan is still in your head. That's an assault against Gan that's an assault against God, and the Levi'im befrat are the ones that have to fight that war against Hashem. The Rambam then continues that this assault over all places and all head spaces that's called penimius then took the next extreme level, which is nichdasu lehecho, that they entered into the base of Mikdush proper and timukolat taharis, and they and they were matame all things that are tohar. So this is, this is what the Rambam is describing over here. The Rambam is halachically describing what it means, a, a unique type of war. A war that's not, waging, that's not a fight against the human body, the Jewish body. It's not a fight against the Jewish sovereignty over the land. And it's not even a, a fight against Torah and Mitzvahs per se. It's a fight, it's an assault, it's an attack, it's an intrusion on Ganadin. It's an intrusion on that space that's called elokim asah satam which is called ganeden. What does that mean, ganeden? All different things. Ganeden exists in a person's uh, a person's world through being completely uh, you know, living a life of Torah mitzvahs that creates a certain cocoon, a certain like I like I they gave the example by going to the airport where you just <laughs> look at another yid and you both sort of link up and, and, and you're able to sort of uh, feel each other that you're now, that you're in a Gan Eden together that can create that, but again, like I said on a human level, your home is that and the Ramam now says an amazing thing so until now it would seem that this is the responsibility of Sheva Levi and because they're, they're the ones they're the Shomrim, they're the guards of Gan Eden. and an attack on Gan Eden, why, by the way why is this called an attack against Hashem? That the armies of Hashem have to fight this? The answer is, is because the only place that God can comfortably exist in this world is in Ganeiden. That's why I said that like when after the already and they're already halfway out of Ganeiden, then the voice of Hashem is like an intrusion. But when you're in Ganeiden, the voice of Hashem is the most natural thing in the world. Where does Hashem exist in a comfortable? What, where is the place that the Rebbeinu can say, "This is my dira, this is where I live." It's a Ganeiden. It's a Ganeiden. As long as there is a Ganeiden in the Jewish people, and in the person, in the individual person, that's a space where the Rebbeinu lives. An attack on Ganeiden isn't just something that's terrible for Ganeiden. It's 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 kicking Hashem out of his own. because Hashem doesn't live in that place Kviyachel of Bichur Hashem Vayinu Rabban. The Rebbeinu lives in Ganeiden. The, I mean, the Rabbanishalam is everywhere, we understand. But the place that's called the deer for the Rabbanishalam is Gan Eden. As long as Gan Eden is under attack, then that means the Rabbanishalam space is under attack. And the ones that have to protect Hashem are his army, that's called Sheva Levi. But then the Raman says an amazing thing. The Raman says that you should know when the Gan Eden is under attack, then it has an effect, a ripple effect, on everyone else. So certainly the Levi'im and the Tzaddikim are the ones that are extremely sensitive to the attack on Ganadin because that's where they live. That's where they live, with Hashem. So when Ganadin is under attack, the imamish feel completely threatened. But what about the rest of Kal Yisrael that are not living on Ganadin? So the Rambam then, then, then extends, and that says the next couple lines. Says the Rambam, as a result of the Ivanim trying to undermine the Ganadin of Yiddishkeit. And trying to undermine the private human Ganedin of the Jewish home, says the Rambam, the Tsar Lamli Yisroel Mo'oyd the Jewish people collectively felt lachatz. Tsar Lamli there was an inner Tsar. Tsar doesn't mean pain, Tsar means constriction. There was just a general lachatz and, and uh, you know, um, a, a nervousness. An anxiety that the Jewish people felt Without being able to explain why The Ram doesn't say We just had tsar. We had anxiety because of Yavon And there was a tremendous pressure That the Jewish people felt From what? The Ram, it's funny because the Ram already listed all the big problems The problem was no Torah mitzvahs The problem is they were taking our money They were taking our daughters That's all terrible and the Ram ends off, and we were, there was a, there was, everyone was stressed out. You would think, like, once you mention the reason why we're stressed, like, that's the main problem. The Ram ends off with the stress. Because what the Ram is, is describing to us, and this is, this is Mamish current events, what the Ram is describing to us is, is that when Gan is under attack, and there's no Gan that's not just a Hurban to those that live in Gan even those Yidin that are not Gan Eden feel the repercussions and the ripple effects of Gan being attacked. And what it feels like when Gan is under attack is that the Yidin that are not in Gan just feel more stressed out. And they feel more anxiety. And they feel more nervousness. That's, this is all a picture of what it means, a Molchemist Midyam. An attack against Pneumias attack against an inner serenity An attack against Ghanedin. That's This is what Hanukkah was And this is why it says the Rambam It was Davka, the Kahanan That were responsible to fight this war So let me ask you Is the of, uh, from the Molchama Against the Yovanim An old history? This is mamash what the world is going through right now I don't mean Davka with Eretz Yisrael I'm talking about what's been going on for a number of years already Through the clip of the Erev Rav In all of its different facets Eretz Yisrael deals with its uh, face of what that clip is. And America deals with its face of what that clip is. And you should know, without going into Arichas, it's not the time for right now. The, 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 the version of that clip of the Eretz Yisrael that Americans, that, as us, we have to deal with, is much more severe than our, our holy brothers in Eretz Yisrael have to deal with whatever the it means of the Eretz Yisrael over there. And it's a distraction for us to think about what it means for them. We have our own inyanam. What does it mean, the Erev Rav? Every single one of us... Okay, I'm, I'm not into Moshe, I'm not going to do that. But Lema'i said, so we have to speak the truth sometimes. Every single one of us... Okay, I shouldn't say every single one of us, but at least for me. Right on my Gid I have a, a clip of the Erev Rav. Now, don't get me wrong, it's, you know, it's, it's completely a dumb phone, It doesn't have any, anything on it. But just the very mitzias of that object in my pants pocket right now, by my Gid is taking away my Gain Eden and that's and so, so you can you can you can you can do two things you can say oh so it's the technology's fault and if we all just got rid of that then Ganeda would be back maybe maybe not mice at the end of the day the the Iker Mohammed Muhammad why is Hanukkah so important Hanukkah is so important is because the, 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 this is how the, the whole the whole indian of Hanukkah is the jewish people retaking Gan Eden and getting the Yavanim out of Gan Eden and when you have your Ganadin, whether it be a Ganadin that's produ- primarily, obviously, the Zoda the a, a Ganadin that's produced serenity, a space that you exist in and just you. That space is it's, it's created through a life of Torah mitzvahs, but not just Stam Torah mitzvahs, keeping mitzvahs, where mitzvahs are there, are building blocks to create a Ganadin that you exist in. When you have that Eden, and you also have a human physical Eden called your home, and you walk in and it's just you and the family, those ganedin, that, that alleviates lachas. All the stress and the nervousness that the world is, is suffering from in an extreme way, is, it, the, the, the Ramam is telling us is because if you don't have a Ganadin, you don't have a Ganadin, then obviously it creates lachas and, 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 and Tsar, like the Ramam says the inion of, of, of the of, of, of Hanukkah is to be mechazik, this, this truth, this responsibility of all Sheva Levi and all those that are sensitive to Ganeidens to try to be mechazik, the of Ghanedan. Let me just, I, I don't even know what time it is, I have no clocks, nothing, the, whatever, but uh, a, a couple more minutes, I saw, this, I saw this just the other day, I have to share with you. It's a shtikel <laughs> shaykh, okay? A little bit, but it's <coughs> kedai. There's, um, there's a say for Eder Hayoker, Written by Rav Kook. This was this was a, a biography that Rav Cook wrote about his father in law, the Tumim. So, uh, but it, it's it's not just a biography of like he lived here. His father in law was here. And Rav here. And it, it's it's Rav Cook that the biography. So listen to the words of Rav Cook, and this is exactly what we're talking about when Chassid Yavon Yovan is able to infiltrate your The the Rav Cook writes the following thing. B'asis moitut saruach, when there is a general weakening of the spirit, then yishbalish, then all of a sudden the human being becomes smaller. When there's a where when 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 you move out of Alakim Asadum and you go into that space of rabin, then you become a smaller person. Sheela Sahim te Kula, then the questions of, life, the, 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 the demands of life become demands of small things. Meaning, like what, what's the focus of a person's life then? How do I find twigs to put a fire in a small oven? Like that's, that's the basic that's the of the person's life. To heat up the human body. Like it's all small zachim. So he says, no. Now he says an amazing thing. He says, very often when a person is in that small space, then any little ray of light that comes in that reminds the person of something bigger is like, is, is, is painful. So they'll like try to avoid any of those moments. They'll like, they'll, 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 they'll uh, you know, double down on Katnas because any little level of godless is too painful for them because they're in Katniss, they will like double down on Katniss. So he says like this, just a couple more lines, he says like this, Machlas um, When this takes place, when this Yirida takes place of losing your footing in your ganeden, and you go into that place of just Chashbanes Rabim, and just Zachen, and just worrying about how to heat up the stove. So Kishabal is david Glyistro, when this sickness... He, uh, strikes the Jewish people. This creates a weakness a thousand times more than 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 the than than this can happen by the Gaim. We are affected by this loss of Ganidan much more acutely than the nations of the world. this nation, be This nation who in its nature is Ganadindic that the entire entirety of its life is big things, and big things, and Be'etzam a Ganeiden experience Adir powerful and expansive, when the value of life and the significance of life descend into Hashban rabim out of Ganeiden, because of the result of Yuvanim coming into the Eichel, then your At Shelfa then it becomes very, very tiny. Because they're very tiny. And what happens? Then the Jewish people, without even being able to identify why, all of a sudden they're full of pains. And everything hurts. And the elbow hurts. And everything is lachatz. Uh, everything bothers you. The hefse you have shortness of breath. Uh, heart palpitations. This all comes because there's a general lachatz that sets into the body because Ganadan is under attack. That's the Ram was describing. Yisrael Nim He says, the Jewish people are compared to a bird. And a bird, he says, A bird has to fly. And if a bird isn't able to fly, that causes discomfort and anxiety to the bird. So he says like this, When this takes place, when the Jewish people lose touch with ganadan and the Jewish people say to themselves, about themselves, maybe Taka, uh, this is our lot. Maybe we're talking anymore. And they sort of want to double down and embrace the Katnus. Uh, maybe Maybe our lot is to crawl on our bellies. And to, and to lick the dust. Then what happens? What should the Jewish people do? The Jewish people have to pick up their eyes. El Shabadar to the tzaddikim. and that's what Hanukkah was also. Hanukkah was a celebration amongst the Indian. Of Hanukkah is his to tzadikim, a family of tzadikim. what's the Indian of Hanukkah? Why why is it? Why is Hanukkah brought? The gula of Hanukkah brought through Hiskash to his tzadikim that the tzadikim, the handful of chashmonim, do their Avodah and it's a celebration. The rest of Klal Israel the because says Rav Kook, the Yechidi HaSkula remind the Jewish people that we're, that we, that we, that we, we, we should exist in Gain Eden and we can exist in Gain Eden and we do exist in Gain Eden through the Tzadikim Asher Al Birkam noeldu. we were born, we were raised on the on the, on the lap of Tzadikim Yir Ahoyd through the Tzadikim we'll be able to rediscover the Ganadin that until now has been has been under attack by the Yavanim. But the ability to get rid of the Yvanim and the ability to rediscover your Geneidan is through the iskashes of having Tzadikim, and looking up to Tzadikim, and, and being able to 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 have people amongst us that are Deke Yidin. When you have that, that's a way of the whole Jewish people rediscovering their personal Geneidan by seeing Yidin that are Kule Ganidan. He says, Through the Tzidikim, we are then able to rediscover the inner sanctity, the inner content of life. Where it's certainly true, figuring out what's going to be with food is an important question. There has to have a solution. But the Jewish people through the Tzidikim are able to remind themselves that that's not the sum total of who they are. And that's what Hanukkah was about. Hanukkah was about the Jewish people through the tzaddikim rediscovering within themselves their ability to find a Gan and to create and to have a Yiddishkeit that creates that that cocoon and the Jewish home that creates that cocoon and the mind space to have that cocoon. That's what Gan is. You know, it's in so We don't have to harp about this anymore. But I think we all understand. That's Mamish. What. Uh, that's 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 the mohamma. That's the nowadays. It manifests itself in all sorts of ways. But dhikr mohamma, deeper that we have to uh, that we have to be mechazik within ourselves. Is this mohamma of of of, of, Ghanedin, of being able to just to sit quietly? How many of us can just be able to say that we just are able to sit quietly for five minutes without without talking, without doing zakhim, without <laughs> looking things up for five minutes just to sit quietly? If a person can't do that, then it's a simon that the yevanim uh, are are alive and well. To be able to uh, to learn how to just to be able to to have that menuchas and yishuv to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and to be comfortable with what you see and to be able to to have that of ganedim that, that that's that's Hanukkah that's chanaka, that's that's the, that's Hashem that's Hashem against and that's the last thing Moshe Rabbeinu does in his life. The last thing, the last shlichus of Meishe Rabbeinu is to give the Jewish people the strength to be able to rediscover the, just the Yeshua das the nefesh the inner quality, the inner, the inner sanctum of, of life itself. No. I hope I hope uh, what I'm saying as it be to see to see the vanquish of all of our enemies, whether it be the enemies attacking Knesset Yisrael, whether it be attack whether it be enemies attacking <laughs> Kuchabrichu, and if nowadays just to, just to say one last thing, if at the very very end, of the very very end, of the very very end of Gaulos, we see that there is two wars being waged. There's one war, Nebuch, that's attacking uh, the good old, you know, good old-fashioned, but, an old, you know, a way of uh, attack against Knesset Yisrael, Begufam Kepshutai, that's the responsibility of the rest of the Shvatan to fight. And at the same time, through the clip of the Erevav and all the Bulbulim of, of modern life, which is an attack on Kuchabrihu, which is the responsibility of Sheva Levi to fight the attacking so we always, Kedusha, we always have to learn from the klipa. If right now there's an attack on both Kutchabrihu and Shinte, that means that it's just around the corner, ultimately the Yichud of Kudshar Shinte. And that's what Mashiach, that's what Mashiach is going to be, the fact that both sides of Kedush and Knesset Yisrael are under attack, it means that ultimately what's about to surface is the ultimate Yichud of both those worlds of Kudshavir Cheshint, which was like to experience that Barachimim B'Yisqot Tzedek Meher Vimeinu Omnein